0: to another edition of the major music lounge podcast it's your boy d Dot, joined along with artist shy girl what's good
1: what's up how
0: you doing pretty good pretty good you know uh wanted to say first and foremost pleasure to have you on and we kind of been going back and forth here and there for the last couple of months or so trying to set it up so you know finally glad to make it happen yes
1: i'm (laughs) so glad to be here
0: yeah. thank I you. Haven't had a- Yeah. 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 Uh, very glad to have you. And, you know, I got a chance to listen to some of your music. We're going to kind of get into that. But, uh, you know, tell everybody a little bit about how did you get started with creating music and, you know, who are some of your inspiration coming up as an artist?
1: Oh, wow. Um, well, I fell in love with music when I was very young. I was probably seven, eight years old. 1992, I still remember it. Um, that was the year that really uh, made me fall in love with music. Um, I remember going to the movies, and I wasn't there to see this movie, but um, I heard about the movie was there, so it was the Bodyguard. And so, um, you know, me and my cousins, we peeped in the movie theater, and it was the closing scenes where she's running off the plane and she's thinking, I will always love you. Dude. And when I saw that it was like, I was like in awe, like the feeling that I felt yeah. and all that at that moment, that's when I was like, okay, music is something I didn't, I never had something like really move my soul until that time. And then that same year I discovered Tupac and, um, It was uh, his video, Brenda's Got a Baby. And so I really connected with that because I had already gone through some of my own trauma, even though I was young, but I really related to the song. And it really stood out to me because it was like this artist that, you know, he seemed to care about what people was going through in their lives and stuff. So that really connected with me. And I was like, I think Whitney Houston made me fall in love with music, but it was Tupac that made me feel like okay I could you know reach people in this way like that and then another one of my major influences was Brandy after I discovered um Brandy and Tupac um they were both artists and actors and I really loved like acting was my first love really but I was really shy so um but I saw that they both was doing that And then when I discovered Brandy, one time I was watching her on TV on Thea and I saw her and she was singing on there and it just really connected to me because she was more my age. And she made me see that, like, wow, I could do this now. Like, I don't have to wait till I grow up. You know what I'm saying? I could be, which it ended up happening that way anyway. It took a while for me to get here, but yeah, that's just, you know, a little bit of my background of, you know, the people that influenced me. So I'll probably say more musically. Um, I sing and rap. So it's like Randy is one of my influences. Tupac, I love Nas, Lauryn Hill, people like that. I get compared to Queen people a lot. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was actually about to ask you, you know, with some of those influences if you sing as well as rap. But, you know, you you kind of said that. So... Yeah, I listen like to a lot of your music and um, I kind of get those Queen Latifah vibes in, you know, some of your songs as well. So, uh, you know, the last album I actually was listening to, because you had sent me some stuff uh, when we had first talked online, (laughs) but I went through and I listened to your latest release, Her Story, which came out in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. What was the concept behind that album?
1: Um. Well, I just wanted to really tell my story um, as an artist, basically share, you know, where I started and some of the things that I've been doing in my life. I'm not 100% complete. I wanted to put it out in two parts, so I'm dropping the second part in October, which is um, on my birthday. But um, I decided June because like I say, Tupac is my, he's like my top influence and his birthday was June 16th. So I wanted to, you know, drop it in June just to pay homage to him and stuff. And it was just like more like, I'm very big on social um, social topics and stuff like that. Yeah. so, yeah, I just wanted people to really get to know me and just tell my story. So this is, you know, I didn't really, want to go to commercial with it it's just yeah. basically a project to tell my story so people connect with me as an artist because that's that's how I connected with music just going like going through stuff and music saved my life like I suffer from depression a lot and um music was that thing that I had that kept me going
0: yeah yeah that was a a dope album by the way I really like your sound and Thank you you know uh, no problem no problem and uh you know your uh your overall delivery, you know, as an artist. So you know, keep doing your thing as far as uh you know, just leveling up and you know, releasing new music. So um, another thing I want to kind of ask, you mentioned like social issues and what you said recently, and I write a lot too about social issues. You know, things happening across our communities in America, uh, things that probably would go against the grain with a lot of other artists. Um, yeah and my take on it is you know you're going to have some people love you and hate you regardless but like i always felt that if i have a platform i'm going to use it for whatever i want to use it for and to me exactly. a lot of these social issues mean that much to me um even like you know years ago when i used to i used to post a lot more about some of the things going on but i lost a lot of followers you know, a couple of years ago because of some of the posts that I was making. When you rap about social issues, like, what's your thought process behind it? Like, is it something that, you know, pretty much what you say is what you say? Or, you know, do you go through and say, hey, I'm going to write about this issue, that issue, um, kind of to avoid maybe, I guess, backlash from fans or, you know, people online and things like that? What's your thought process behind releasing some of these records?
1: Um, well, I don't really worry too much about um, I like the type of person that I am, I'm a truth speaker. So I already know that when you speak truth and you speak, you know, I do a lot of research on what I what I speak on. So it's like that that gives me confidence to be able to move and move how I am. And you know, ever since I was younger, I was always like socially awkward and not popular at all. So I'm used to taking that different road. I'm used I feel like that that set me up to be this type of artist now because I didn't I wasn't able to rely on being popular and have people on my side and really liking me growing up. So that taught me to be self-sufficient and stand on myself. And so um, I approach music like I love music. I love to entertain. I also act, but I feel like there should be a balance. And so it's a lot of artists that's doing, you know, the fun side. So I feel like I have to bring a balance to that. And so that's why I bring that's why I talk about social issues and stuff like that. So, you know, just to bring the balance because I like to have fun and I like to do those things, too. Yeah. But I don't really hear the things that I need to hear and talk about. You know, I don't really hear that in music, and so that's I just decided that I'll be that type of artist. Cause you, they say, you know, you got to be the change that you want to see, and so I can't just be like, why they not doing this and why they not doing that when I can I have a voice and I have the mental um, toughness to be able to go against the grain and not worry about that. So I just I just want to um do what music does for me, and that's like I said, it saved my life. Like. And my favorite artists, that's who I look to, those were my role models to um, to keep me going and say, okay, you know, like Tupac and Brandy, I get to see different sides of what they did right and what they did wrong, sort of. And then I could, you know, go from there and see what it is. But I'm not worried about um, being the most popular or anything like that. You know, I'm a niche artist and I know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate on that front. Uh... Pretty much the same coming up I was never the most popular person even to this day I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. introverted in a lot that what yeah. in a lot of what I do and um I'm just I'm gonna say what's on my mind and I'm just gonna deal with whatever comes you know you got to sometimes and it's good to separate yourself from what everybody else is doing so uh yeah I respect that I respect that a lot um, another question I always ask, you know, I saw that you have a couple of releases on there and what message would you have for like anybody that's an up-and-coming artist or, you know, music creator as far as being consistent uh, coming out with music?
1: Um, well, the the part of being consistent is kind of hard because like as an artist, you need, you got to live a little to have things to talk about, so sometimes it's not always you're not always going to be in a creative mood because um, you sometimes you just have to experience new things in order to be able to talk about things. So, um, but I would say as an artist, for up and coming artists, is just play with a lot of different sounds and and just develop what your sound you know and um, just focus on that what what your what your objective is. What you want to do, and just you know, just keep working on it until you get better and better what it. feels like I was listening to some of my first songs yesterday, and um, I <laughs> I got to see like how far I came, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that was that was good to be able to have something to look back to to see my progress and everything like that. So no matter which level you at, it don't matter if you got to record music in your bedroom, cause that's that's something that we have an advantage now. Like back then they had to go to recording studios. They had to, that was the only thing they had. Now you can basically record yourself. So just work on your craft, do do whatever it takes. And um, start today, start today. Don't worry about how long it's gonna take to get here. You just gotta just, you know, flow and steady wins it.
0: So yeah, um, so as an artist, your experiences are going to shape, you know, the music that you write and the music you create. So I do think whenever you come out with music, it should definitely be a lot of purpose behind what you're coming out with. Don't just release music to release music. Aside from that, like I know some artists, whether it's they're posting freestyles every week to their social platforms I know some that do it, like on Instagram and YouTube, for example, or they may even have a contest where, you know, if it's a more, I guess, an artist with a more larger following, they may say, OK, I need a producer to send me a beat and a dope's beat. I'm going to record a song to it this week. And that may be another way they kind of engage with their community. Um, So you know, I think all of those things, not necessarily just releasing music is, is kind of being more consistent, but um, yeah, I just say, you know, whatever works, everybody's going to be a little different in that regard. So yeah. Um, where you, where are you located?
2: Um, I'm loaded, located in Charleston, South Carolina, born and raised. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Yeah. How's the uh, music scene out there? Like locally? Oh, it's,
2: it's, I like to say that Charleston is like a melting pot full of talent. Like it's the the amount of talent and that we have in Charleston is amazing. Like it's it's a full on industry in Charleston, but I would say it's not it's not really run like how the main industry is. But it's it's been a challenge because um I went to college, I went to Full and so I learned like the business side of it jumping straight from college into being an artist, it was different from what I learned in school because like the local team is totally different from how I was run. It's not really structured. Um I would say it's not really structured right, but I feel like I still appreciate the journey because um it gave me access to all the things that I would have to go through as a mainstream artist. I still have to go through it as a local artist, as a regional artist. So you get to work out some of the paints and, you know, you get to see that some people are not what they say they are and stuff like that. And you, and that's part of the business. So you got to learn that. So, But yeah, it's a whole lot of talent and a lot of different talent. It's like, you know, sometimes like when it's a lot of artists from a place that you got a lot of artists that sound the same, But I can say in Charleston, it's not like that. We got a lot of different variety of artists and they don't all sound the same. So it'll be interesting when we get our foot in the door. It'll be very interesting to see what happens after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I could kind of, here in Dallas, for example, um, I'm originally like from Lafayette, Louisiana, but I've been in Dallas since 2004. And I consider that, um kind of like a melting pot of different sounds. Cause you got a lot of people, they may have that down south sound here. They may have a West Coast sound. They may have something that sounds like, you know, a New York or East Coast uh type of sound. And right. um yeah, I meet a lot of like producers out here too who uh they're finding their own clientele and they're also helping these other artists build their own sound and um it's kind of a, a nice thing to see. You do have a a couple of people um, that have some major placements out of Dallas. So I think, you know, I, I saw that kind of over the last almost 20 years evolve from being just a local music scene to now, you know, I see a lot of major artists even fly in like a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I saw uh Mace out here and uh, come to find out he's working on a new album. And then uh, you just never know who you're going to see out here. So I think a lot of people started taking more notice about Dallas um, now opposed to when I first moved here. And then, you know, the history behind, like, some of the artists that came out of the city, like Erica who didn't know that actually until I moved here around that time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the D.O.C. used to rap with N.W.A. Um, He's actually from Dallas so there's a lot of like talented artists and major artists that came out of um, Dallas and even like a lot of producers that have uh, not only from here but that came to live here from other places so it's kind of like a melting pot for a lot of different sounds and there's even like you know of course major artists come to perform but you know for like a lot of independent artists the hip hop scene is pretty strong out here as well so I just want to, you know, kind of like yourself, see who might be the next uh big thing to come out of Dallas and kind of keep pushing. And then even like, you know, back home where I'm from, um, the biggest artist to come out of my city was uh Cupid with the Cupid Shuffle. And uh <laughs> like uh that was pretty cool to see and cause uh I actually went to school with him and just to see somebody come up and make it. Like he did from my city, that's a big thing to see. And uh yeah.
2: That's how um, we that's how we feel about um Charlemagne. Charlemagne, well he's from Monk's Corner, South Carolina, oh, yeah, but yeah. um before he got his big break, you know, he was on he was on the radio here in Charleston. So that's 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 one of the people that we get to see. And like I really what I really like about him is he gives that a lot to like he comes every year to do the back to school drive. So he's definitely still connected. And then um he just gave he just gave um one of our radio personalities uh opportunity to um like quote po- like speak for his uh talk show that he had and stuff like that. She's on the radio here now. So this so I feel like I feel like we're, it's close. We're close. Like a lot of people know me as far as in the industry. Um I had a lot of like, a lot of artists gravitate towards me, but it was before I even had music. <laughs> I was yeah. fresh out of college. I was in college at time at wholesale, and it's just like, I just had this ability to connect with a lot of mainstream artists, and then they, you know what I'm saying, they, they started mentoring me and giving me advice for different things or whatever. But, um, like, I would be at parties with them all of a sudden. I got a lot of pictures with different celebrities, but When I started to be an artist, like, I kind of fell back from that because um, I didn't have the, like I said, I didn't have the work to, you know, to be able to present to them at the time. So I knew I had to do a lot of, I had to do a lot of work, put a lot of work in so people could see that I'm serious about what I'm doing. I never wanted to be the kind of person that just made it because I know somebody or, you know what I'm saying, or just ask them to put me on I want them to see the work that I have been doing for myself and see how far I could get for myself to um you know just to get back and I want to be able to be at the same place they are not invited by them but be there because I'm there on my own right they see me like you know what what you doing here stuff like that so yeah I'm I feel like I'm almost there I'm almost there I got the face.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh you, you have you heard about that story that the Breakfast Club was or Angela Yee was leaving the Breakfast Club?
2: Yeah, I I I've been hearing rumors about that for a while now.
0: Okay, all right.
2: That, that she that she was gonna move on.
0: Yeah, uh well, the reason I say that because you talked about Charlemagne and you know they were saying it was uh ending, and I didn't know, you know, how if there was any oh, well, truth to that.
2: What I what I got from it was she said it's ending as you nowhere. so I feel like that means she is leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's probably not the same people that started, but you know, I get the picture that she, she's she probably leaving. She's probably yeah. leaving.
0: So, okay. All right. I thought it was like <laughs> you know about to <laughs> go away. Uh. That's what's up. Um. Last question I got to ask, or what do you have planned? For the remainder of 2022.
2: Um, but I have plans. Like I said, I act as well, so I'm preparing to go to California next um, next week. To so, um, I have a reoccurring um role on a show called Captain that's filmed in Los Angeles, and um, it's actually about a it's actually about a artist that was tattooing. <laughs> telling people that she, she got a deal and this and that. So she gets in her car, she leaves her hometown and goes to California to try to make it and stuff. So it's basically based off like the law of attraction and I could relate to it a lot. So when I got the opportunity to be on the show, then I was like, cool, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be going next week to film the second episode. Okay. I already did one for them. And then I have a few movies um, dropping on 2B. Um, next week, matter of fact, I have a movie called Sinful that I'm in. Um, dropping 2B and all those different platforms like that. And then I have another one called Loyal that's coming out in October. It's like it's more like a horror type thing, so we're dropping that around uh, um, Halloween, okay. And So, yeah, and like I say, I'm still working on her story, part two, the gifted one. That should be out in October around my birthday. And um, yeah, so just more acting and just doing music. I'm probably going to back away from music for a little while to focus more on acting. But um, yeah, I want to get more into songwriting and stuff like that because I'm not really, I'm at the point right now where. Um, I'm okay with being an independent artist. You know, I just feel like I need to find opportunities to get myself out there more so people can connect with me. But I'm 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 at the point where I'm okay with being an independent artist. Like, yeah. you know, I just yeah. want to reach as much people as I can and and fulfill my purpose, which is helping people to evolve consciously. You know, on yeah. a mental level. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, gotta definitely keep us posted on, uh, all your acting releases and uh, as well as the music. You know, definitely. Uh, I had a friend like actually just released something on Tubi, so you know, it's kind of good to see you, uh, on that platform.
2: Yeah, I'm on there already. I have I'm on this uh, this program. It's called Trap Flick Party, and it's a couple of movies. It's a couple of shorts film that they put into one and I'm on there it's it's this thing called King Amir's Verdict and I'm on there as like I play like a voodoo bank, you know, okay. so um, yeah that's cool so y'all can check that out that's out right now but like I said August 16th Sinful will be on TV. yeah look out for that right. and I oh yeah I also have a movie on amazon prime called justin where i I'm the star like um I'm throughout the whole movie, so check that out too justin word. On- word.
0: just word um where can our listeners follow you online
2: okay on twitter i'm your girl s h a i on um instagram i'm meta meta dot shy and um all of my music. My well not all of my music, but I have music on all the streaming platforms too. So you can check you can check that out. Wherever you listen for music, you should be able to find me. Shy Girl. S-H-A-I-G-I-R-L Shy Girl. And it's actually an acronym. It stands for Sincere, Humble, Ambitious, Intuitive, Gifted and in Real Life. Where
0: when I uh when I saw your name, I don't know if you remember the group Shy, the R V group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of reminded me of that. And uh, yeah, but, you know, they I like gave it. me
2: the idea. They gave me the idea for the spelling because I'm I'm like very quiet. So when I started to when I started to rap, they would say the shy girl because I never talk. And so like um, the dude that used to uh, he was the first person to put me in the studio. And he's always called me the shy girl. And then he ended up getting murdered on my son's birthday. And so um, after that, I decided to go by Shy Girl, but I just wanted people to know it's more to me, so I changed the spelling to, to turn it into an acronym. So, I, yeah, I'm quiet and all that. I don't, I don't like a lot of attention until I'm ready to work, so I'm on yeah. stage until I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? That's when yeah. I come alive, but other than that, I'm just laid back, you know, I'm a normal person. We,
0: we definitely got that in, in common, like, because even like. I'm always the guy that I may walk into a room full of people and I may not speak to anybody. I wait till somebody will come and talk to me to kind of start <laughs> a conversation. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely have that in common. Um, all the listeners, you could actually follow me on Instagram at D. underscore major music, as well as on Twitter at D.MME and then uh you could always catch new episodes of the major music lounge podcast on youtube as well as all podcast streaming platforms do want to thank shy girl for spending some time with us today and go out check out her music check out her new uh her new actress roles and uh content that they're coming out with on on tubi and yeah stay tuned for more This has been the Major Music Lounge Podcast. Your boy, D-Dot, along with Shy Girl, and we out.